This is the Praying with the Eyes podcast, episode 52, Lord, I'm so tired, dealing with exhaustion. What causes tiredness? How do we confront temptations related to tiredness? And is there anything I can do to deal with my exhaustion? Welcome to the Praying with the Eyes podcast. Your host is Doug Bronner, Senior Pastor at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. As an avid photographer, Doug combines the beauty of God's creation with the beauty of His Word in a Praying with the Eyes devotional blog. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, I'm trying to get back to the roots of what this podcast was all about, and that's developing further a theme that was brought up in a Praying with the Eyes daily devotional blog. And so uh, recently I, I went back into my old blogs that I wrote in the Praying with the Eyes website and was thinking about what what topic do I want to take on for this podcast. I, I had planned to have Alan Briggs on for this podcast, but his schedule and my schedule didn't work out for right now. Uh, we will, uh, in sometime probably uh, November, we will talk about his new book, uh, Everyone's a Genius. Uh, we'll get to that, but uh, we just got to make our schedules work out. So it gave me an opportunity to look at, um, once again, going into one of my daily devotional blogs or, or another blog because I write some other reflections and so forth and, and to, to pick one out. So I thought I would probably do one that was more recent that maybe some of you had read as a part of a daily devotional blog, but I ended up going back to one of my original blogs that I wrote when I started not the Praying with the Eyes ministry, but the uh, Praying with the Eyes website. And that was in 2015, May of 2015. I, I was moving the the uh, Praying with the Eyes broadcast from the IB network to a podcast. And to do that, you had to have a website for, for, for uh, a little over two years. Um. Yeah, I think two years. Anyway, we I had I had been just doing a a blog on what was called Blogger, and I couldn't do that anymore, so I had to develop this website. And I I saw this blog I wrote in the middle of all that about how tired I was in the process of 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 beginning this new venture of a, of a website. I had never done a website before, and I know for for most of us that's a pretty scary thing. It sounds daunting to start a website and and yet I was kind of felt like I was in, in a in a in a no man situation. I really had to do this. I had to to move forward if I wanted to continue this ministry or do I really I was at that point where I I'd, I'd probably have to uh, at at a minimum uh, get rid of the the podcast or not develop the podcast and just return to basically a daily devotional blog. And, you know, that probably could have been fine and good, but I had been enjoying the broadcast. And, and so I decided to take the leap. And those of you who know me would know that I'm, I don't consider myself a great risk taker. Uh, maybe some of you would and see what I do and, and things like that, but I really don't consider myself a great risk taker taker. I like to play it safe, but I, I, I did. I, I went into writing or, or developing the Praying with the Eyes website, and I got a lot of help along the way, but man, did it take a lot of time. 
And everybody will talk about WordPress and how difficult it is. And yes, it is, but it's very powerful. And I, I'm glad I went with WordPress, but I'm sure there would have been some easier uh, uh, um, website uh, um, firms that would have been able to help me and something like Squarespace or, or that maybe that could have done it too. But the, 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 that was a good choice for me to make. I just read it and, and I, I thought, oh, wow. Uh, I remember now a little bit of how tired I was. But the funny thing is too, my memory about those kind of things, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I don't always remember some of that. Some of it was a surprise to me when I read it again and, and saw how I was dealing with the tiredness and the frustrations and so forth. And I really don't remember remember it uh, right now. And that's, I think, a good thing uh, to do. So what we're going to talk about today is this blog around, uh, not so much the blog, but at least the theme of the blog, Lord, I'm So Tired, is the title of that blog. You'll find the blog in the show notes, a link to it there, and you can read it for yourself. And I would be glad if you would do that. Uh, But that's going to form our thoughts today, because I know I'm not alone. I, I know that there's a lot of us out there who are tired uh, for various reasons. We'll talk about some of those causes of fatigue today, and we'll we'll delve into that, and maybe it'll resonate with, with you as well. The Praying with the Eyes podcast is a ministry of Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where I am senior pastor. Have been here now for over 18 years, and uh, a lot of my life in this one congregation, and and a lot of my family's life as well. And you can find out more about Holy Cross by going to our website at holycrosscs.org. That's, again, that's holycrosscs, as in Colorado Springs, dot org. And uh, the the as I've already shared with you, uh, the Praying with the Eyes ministry has its own website. And you'll find that at prayingwiththeeyes.com, prayingwiththeeyes.com. Mostly what's posted there are daily devotions written by uh, people, friends of mine, members of my congregation, relatives that uh, have a real heart for Christ and for touching his people. And if you want to subscribe to those, you can do that by clicking on the subscribe button that's uh, at the top right-hand corner of the website, and give me your email address, and you will get that daily devotional blog uh, and uh, each day. I do not sell those lists. I don't do anything with them. It's uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to get into that list. I I had to do it the other day, and it took me like an hour to figure out how to get to those emails. Uh, and I, 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 I will not use those emails for anything else than for distributing those daily devotional blogs and maybe, and just maybe once in the blue moon, sending out an, a general email. But anyway, uh, you can send me, um, if you have questions about today's podcast, or if you have any comments of your own about, especially about this issue of tiredness, of fatigue, I'd love to hear from you. You can send those questions and comments to me at questions, questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com, questions at prayingwiththeeyes.com. You're listening to the Praying With The Eyes podcast. I'm experiencing a different kind of fatigue right now than what I experienced when I went through 
the establishment of the website for the Praying with the Eyes ministry. That was really momentary. It lasted a while. It was very intense over a period of time, but there was a a real beginning, a middle, and an end to it. And once things were going, um, that went away uh, from me. The kind of tiredness I'm Uh, dealing with today is the result of chronic pain. And I know that some of you listening to this podcast, or maybe a lot of you listening to this podcast, are dealing with chronic pain as well. And you understand just how tired chronic pain can make you feel and and to to experience. So uh, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I have uh, this pain in my back, uh, I have a thing called stenosis, and what it basically is is that in uh, L4, L5 area of my spine, uh, there's a, a narrowing of my spinal canal, which then constricts my spinal cord, and what's causing that is arthritis and some bulging discs. And there is procedures they can do uh, called laminectomy to take care of that, But like all back surgeries, doctors really don't want to do them, and you really don't want to go through them. So we do whatever we can to stop that from from, from not having to have the surgery until we we really need to have that surgery. And I've been to see a surgeon. I've been to see doctors. I do acupuncture. uh, I have chiropractic care. I, I try to do everything I can to get through it. But on Sunday mornings, See, morning is the, is the worst time of day for me, and getting out of bed and trying to walk is really difficult for me, and and until I sit down and and kind of uh, get my body loosened up a bit. So I I get to worship early in the morning, about six thirty on Sunday mornings. I like to walk around the sanctuary seven times in prayer before uh, worship, but lately I've. I, I, I'll do it once in a while, but sometimes it's only three times, and sometimes I simply have to sit down in the sanctuary and pray, and it's really not the same, and I really miss it when I, when I can't walk. But the pain is so great, I can't. And in some mornings, it's, the pain is so great, I'm wondering, how am I going to make it through worship services? How am I going to stand before the people and lead them in worship or preach to them when my back is in such intense pain? At least it is to me. Now, for some of you and the pain you're going through, you know, it's all relative. Uh, it's what we know. And for me, that's the kind of experience I have. And and so this pain that I'm going through causes me to be tired and fatigued. And uh, I... Um, I begin to ask the question, so so how am I going to make it through this? Anyway, that's kind of my, my background to, to fatigue and tiredness. I don't want to go into it anymore. I don't really, I'm not looking for sympathy or anything like that. Yeah, There's so many of us that deal with so much stuff in our life that causes tiredness. And so what are those things that cause us to feel tired? And and so I I, I went on the web uh, the web and looked at WebMD and the Mayo Clinic and and came up with some physical conditions that can cause us to be fatigued. These are real physical things that can lead to a tiredness and fatigue. And some of you and some of us are dealing with them. Anemia you think exactly you know of of blood uh, lack of iron and tiredness. It's what it's all about is tiredness. And if you're dealing with anemia, you understand that very well. Whatever the cause may be. The one the doctors really can't quite figure out why it causes tiredness, but it does is diabetes. I, I know some of you may be dealing with thyroid issues, and uh, and I know relatives that that deal with thyroid issues, and it's very tiring uh, experience 
uh, for them. And another obvious physical condition that can cause fatigue is uh, sleep apnea. Uh, and and those of you, which seems like a lot of people today are finally getting diagnosed with sleep apnea, are feeling great once they get on their CPAP machine. I still remember a man that I knew, a pastor that I knew who was diagnosed with sleep apnea and for years had had sleep apnea, telling me when I first saw him after he was on a CPAP machine just how wonderful it was to get a full night's sleep again. There's menopause uh, that that can cause uh, tiredness and and uh, what we've been talking about uh, chronic pain itself can cause us to be tired and fatigued, as well as there's actually a condition called chronic fatigue syndrome. Maybe some of you listening to this are saying that's me. That's what I've been diagnosed with, and I don't know what that would be like. That's got to be that's got to be difficult to be actually diagnosed with that kind of a condition. So we know, we know that there are physical conditions that can cause us to feel tired and fatigued. But uh, there's also some lifestyle choices we make uh, that may not have anything to do with a condition we have. It may lead to a condition later in life, but they are things that that happened to us. And some of them can be momentary, kind of like when I was working on the website, and some of them can be more prolonged. One of the things that we can talk about with our lifestyle that can cause us to feel tired is uh, excessive use of alcohol or drugs. You know, that's definitely, maybe that's why we're doing it too, because we want to numb the pain and, and we'd rather put up with the tiredness than we would with the other things we're trying to deal with in our life. But you know, alcohol and, and drugs can be a reason for us to, to feel tired. Or or maybe it's, uh, there's there's two competing uh, uh, things here that, that can cause us to be tired that seem to be on polar opposites, but they both have the same result. One is excess of physical activity. And you've all been there, right? I, I You're out there chopping wood for all day, right? Your back's killing you. You're, 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 you, you, you can't lift anything anymore. All you want to do is claw, crawl into bed and you're exhausted. And it can be exhausted for quite a while. Uh, then on the other side of that spectrum is lack of physical activity. The sitting in a chair forever, watching television all night, whatever. You know, that lack of physical activity can also cause us to be tired. And then one of the obvious ones that people deal with in this, this world of, of travel is jet lag. And, and you know, those are kind of obvious lifestyle factors that can cause us to be tired. But then, so we've talked about physical and lifestyle, but what about emotional struggles? And there's two of them that I want to pick on here uh, be, as we, we deal with this issue of causes for tiredness. And one is grief. And, and grief can be prolonged, too. You know, and and, uh, and we may not even know we're grieving. And one of the things I've realized I've had to come to grips with my chronic pain is that I've been in a process of grieving, and I think that adds to my tiredness. I'm grieving things I cannot do. Uh, the, for example, this summer we had our Honduras golf tournament, and I couldn't play in the tournament. I took my camera out, rode around in a in a golf cart and took pictures, but even there, there was a point where I had to stop doing that because my back hurt too much. And I grieve over those things. I, I'm a very active person. I, 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 I wouldn't say very active. I'm an active person, okay? I like to be doing things. And when I can't do those things anymore, there's grief that comes with it, and there's a tiredness that comes with that grief. 
And maybe you experience something similar to that. Related to grief, and kind of you can't even make a division between them, but it needs to be brought up separately is the issue of depression. That depression in itself, just the word depression, suggests to us tiredness. And, and those of us who are dealing with uh, momentary depression or chronic depression, we know that it causes tiredness within us. These are the things that we deal with that can cause us to, to feel tired, but how do we live with this fatigue? Going deeper, you're listening to the Praying with the Eyes podcast. If you have time, I would appreciate if you would head over to iTunes and subscribe the, to the Praying with the Eyes podcast on iTunes. And if you would uh, be kind enough to leave me a review of uh, the podcast, help me a great deal in moving forward with this podcast. I pray that I'm adding value to you, that it challenges you, that makes you think a little bit deeper, no matter if I have a guest on or not, or uh, what the topic is. Anyway, you can go to iTunes, and if you would subscribe to the Praying with the Eyes podcast and leave a review, I would deeply appreciate it. So let's talk a moment about five different temptations that we might face when we deal with tiredness. This is how do we live with this fatigue? How do we live with this tiredness? And and it, and at beginning, it kind of takes us into an area of temptation of things we want to do. Now, this is based on a blog that I read called "Debilitating Fatigue" by David. I think it's pronounced Pallison. Uh, the link to this blog will be in the show notes. He's a Christian who had to deal with serious uh, issues of exhaustion due to a heart condition, which is, as you read the, the blog, you find out that, that later uh, his condition was able to be uh, dealt with and he no longer deals with that chronic tiredness, which is, it was great. And some, for some of us who deal with physical symptoms and physical reasons why we're tired, uh, that may be the same same for us too. There may be something that can happen. I, you know, I might have surgery sometime on my back and, and after dealing with the surgery and recovering from it, maybe that's the same for me too, that I won't feel so tired anymore. I don't know, but uh, this is the, his case. He lists out a few temptations, things that we might be tempted to, to do when we face our tiredness that may not be healthy. Uh, and that are not healthy, actually. Uh, and and I want to talk about these for a moment because I think each one of us dealing with tiredness uh, are tempted by one of these, if not multiple of these uh, things. Now, I'm not listing all of them that he, he had in his blog, and I'm kind of paraphrasing them to uh, myself. But again, if you want to find out more about what he says, and this is just a portion of his, of his blog, uh, that blog is, again, listed for you in the show notes. and be happy for you to go there. So what are these five temptations that I pulled out of this blog for us to talk about for a moment? Well, the first one is anxiety. Uh, be, we, we begin to worry about our tiredness, right? And wondering if we'll ever, ever uh, not feel tired again. And that's kind of where I'm at with a lot of stuff I'm dealing with right now. I'm wondering, is there ever going to come a time when I'm not dealing with this pain and with that pain coming the tiredness? Is this my, my lot for the rest of my life? It may be. I don't know. You know, and if it is, then God grant me the grace to be able to, to deal with it. But uh, there can become anxiety over our tiredness. Uh, in, in, and that anxiety may even be... Uh, uh, 
uh, elevated because we tie our faith issues into it. Well, if I had enough faith, I wouldn't be so tired and I could push through this and, and be like those people I see on television who, who they're in a wheelchair and they've got their, their quadriplegics and yet they're not tired. They've got this energy level that's beyond anything I can imagine. Maybe it's my fault. And so it creates anxiety. We're tempted in our tiredness to, to fall into anxiety. That was number one. Number two, and this is kind of one I'm dealing with, and it's called escapism, uh, to deal with my tiredness through escapism. Uh, in one sense, it's kind of tempting to be become a vegetable, just escaping into a world of somebody else through living vicariously through um, Netflix, let's say, because that's what I spend time. I have a zero gravity chair here at home. And basically what that means is I can put it back in a reclining position and it, it takes all the pressure off of my back and I get some relief. Well, sitting in front of me in that zero gravity chair is my television and we don't have cable. We have Netflix. And, and so I, get on my favorite Netflix channel. And before I know it, I'm in that chair and then I need to go to bed. And I've escaped the evening just by watching television. And I get frustrated with it because I feel like I've wasted my evening. And now it doesn't have to be television. We always blame television for everything too, but it can even be reading. Uh, that we escape into to get away from our tiredness to deal with it. And that's not necessarily all bad. That's why I said not all these temptations are bad. Sometimes we just need a break. So I'm not, I'm not going to condemn that completely. Maybe it's because that's where I go. Uh, but, but there can be excessiveness in the escapism as well. So number one was anxiety. Number two, escapism. Number three, becoming grouchy. And that never happens to me. <laughs> oh man, do I find myself becoming more grouchy with pain. I, I just, it just, uh, my, my fuse is shorter. I, you know, I don't blow up a whole lot. I don't think I do anyway, but when I do, it can be pretty nasty, you know, blaming the dog for everything more than likely blaming your spouse, your closest friends, your brother or sister or whatever or even God, uh, and and just really becoming grouchy. In one sense, not becoming a fun person to be around anymore. And maybe that's the way you feel, and sometimes I feel that way too. I'm a fun-loving person for the most part. I like to have fun. But being going through this chronic pain and tiredness, I know I'm not as much fun to be around as I used to be. A lot of times I think it's, uh, all I want to do is just go home, get in my zero gravity chair and, and relax. And so I become grouchy. And if people ask me to do things, you know, it's like, what are you asking me to do that for? You know, I may not say that, but it's what I'm thinking. And I can, but it does portray itself in my, in my attitude toward things. And so uh, becoming grouchy can be a way that uh, something we're tempted to do when we deal with tiredness and fatigue. So we talked about anxiety, escapism, becoming grouchy. The fourth is denial. <laughs> uh, I'm really not, uh, I'm really not tired. <laughs> I, I really am not feeling fatigued at all. It's just the state of mind that I'm in right now. It's, 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 uh, it's not real. I don't know why we do this. 
but we do. We deny the reality of what 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 it's like. Uh, you know, a minor form of this is when we say, "Well, somebody else has it worse than I do," which is probably true. But it denies the fact that the tiredness and whatever causing that tiredness is real, you know, and, and that it's a real issue that we've got to deal with. Uh, and, and it doesn't help. It, it doesn't necessarily help us when we say that somebody else has it worse than I do. Uh, it maybe gives perspective at times, and that's okay. I can understand that. But uh, it's not helpful to deny what truly is going on inside of us. And then the fifth one, self, self-pity. Uh, so anxiety, escapism, becoming grouchy, denial, self-pity. The reality of self-pity, though, in my experience, is that it leads us into feeling more tired. Because self-pity idolizes, uh, idolizes, it, it uh, isolates us from other people, doesn't it? Self-pity. Who wants to be around a person who's feeling sorry for themselves all the time? I know that I've pushed family members away and friends away because I'm feeling grouchy and, and feeling self-pity. And, and it has the opposite effect on us. It leads us deeper into tiredness because now we're alone in our tiredness. These are temptations that, that all of us face, and you can probably name others. And if you do have others, it would be great if you'd email them to, to me and we could maybe discuss what those are, temptations to fall into, that we might fall into because of our tiredness and the fatigue we're dealing with. But how ought we deal with our tiredness? I think that's what's most important here, and we're going to turn to Scriptures now. Connecting the beauty of God's Word with the beauty of creation. You're listening to the Praying with the Eyes podcast. Once again, I would like to invite you to subscribe to the Praying with the Eyes podcast on iTunes and leave a review there for for me to, to read, to improve on these podcasts and to make these podcasts be something that that uh, really affects people's lives. It's not about me. It's about God and his work and his healing in our hands. And that's where, in his hands, and that's where we need to go next. Sometimes we think of Jesus as some kind of modern-day superhero, a Batman, a Superman, although the, the characterization of superheroes today is much different than when I grew up with Superman and, and Batman when I was a child. Now they're very human and dark, and, and even though they have these superpowers or whatever, there's that side to them. But I'm thinking more in terms of what I grew up with, where they could do anything. And and maybe that's the way we think of Jesus. And is a superhero of that extent, Jesus should never have gotten tired. And for those of us who've been a part of the Christian community for a while, you know, we've been taught, and believe and and know that the scriptures teach that Jesus is both 100% God and 100% human. But as 100% God, it should override everything of his humanness. But that's not the Jesus we see in the New Testament, in the Gospels. In what we call a state of humiliation, he chose not to use always the that ability to... Um, to to know, to see, 
uh, the, what was going on, and especially in his hum, uh, uh, humility to feel real pain and tiredness, even death on a cross. So we get a story in the Bible of the feeding of the 5,000. It's one of the few stories that's actually in all four of our Gospels, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew tells us that just before Jesus feeds the 5,000, he had gotten the word that his relative, John the Baptist, had just been beheaded. Now, remember I said Jesus is 100% human, and he's going to feel the weight of that grief on his shoulders. And we talked about grief being one of the causes of tiredness. And and so I, I when I read Matthew's account of the feeding of the 5,000, I see Jesus as being tired before he feeds the 5,000. He needed time with his father. He needed some time to grieve in his humanness, to feel the full weight of the pain of John's death. And yet the crowds hound him. They find him. They seek him out. Sometimes to me in in the Bible, the crowds are just ruthless. They don't care about Jesus. They're just in it for themselves. And it reminds me a lot about me, who Doug Bronner is too. And anyway, uh, so they hound him, and Jesus doesn't get ticked off like I would do. And and going back to the temptation of feeling self-pity, or anxious because how am I going to help these people because I'm so tired myself and uh, becoming grouchy or any of those temptations we talked about, Jesus doesn't do that. What does he do? He feeds the 5,000, and not only does he just feed them. You know, if if, we, if you and I were to do that, <laughs> what would we do? We'd sit there and say, okay, let's get rid of these people. Let's give them what they want. Let's feed them and get them out of here. Jesus uses this as a teaching moment for his disciples. And he lovingly cares for the people who are hounding him in the midst of his grief and pain. So he takes care of their need. He, he, he uh, sends his disciples off to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. He's not with them. And that evening he spends time in prayer. It, it, none of the gospel writers tell us what he prayed about. You know, have you found that uh, that a lot of the times, most of the times probably, I haven't done a, a study on this, but I would guess that most of the time when the Bible says Jesus went off to pray, it doesn't tell us what he prayed about, what he and his father conversed about. Is it possible they didn't even talk about anything? And I, I'm not saying that to make fun of what Jesus did. I think it's a very American culture thing that prayer is always something we do. And prayer can sometimes just be in the presence of the Father. What had Jesus done? Well, he was practicing a spiritual discipline of solitude. He got away from people, his disciples, his closest friends, he even got away from to be alone with the Father. Now, knowing what what I do know of Jesus' prayers, he, I'm sure he talked, but is it possible? Is it possible that some of that time in his tiredness, all he did was separate himself from everything else to be alone with the Father? 
and just sit in his presence. But this is where Jesus found his his help in the midst of feeling fatigue. I got a feeling that as tired as he was from the grief of hearing the news of John the Baptist's death, he was even more tired after dealing with his disciples and feeding the 5,000. Is it even possible that, that in that time of prayer he found himself uh, asleep in the presence of his father? He just needed to be alone with him. He needed to rejuvenate with him in his tiredness. And then what happens next? Well, after that, Jesus walks on water to his disciples. Pretty fascinating. I think he was a little bit rejuvenated. One of the things I I, I see happening at church a lot in worship, let's be specific in worship, is that people come tired Maybe a majority of the people come to Holy Cross or to your church tired. Maybe you go there tired. And it's really hard work. Worship is hard work. It can add to our tiredness. And you find yourself not being able to pray, not being able to sing, and you find yourself falling asleep during the sermon. And the last thing I want to do is scold you because I wonder if that's not where you need to be and what you need to be doing for that moment in worship because you're still in the presence of God. His word is being proclaimed. His sacrament is being distributed. He is there, and maybe the only thing you can do is come with your presence, with your tiredness, into that context of worship. And that's okay. It, 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 I, I, I believe it's better to be there. Even if we can't sing the songs and speak the words or listen to the sermon. Because I know the promise that God is there. And his Holy Spirit will minister to you. I don't mean, know that that means you'll come walking out of that worship experience more rejuvenated. Maybe better able to face your tiredness. I wish that this were a magic pill for you to take that would help you through your tiredness. But I think we can draw on help from Jesus to simply know that when we're tired and we're fatigued and things, whatever the cause may be, are not going the way we want them to be, that we need to be in his presence. Under the shelter of his wings and in the context with brothers and sisters in Christ, who I pray, who I pray, understand, or at least can be empathetic to the tiredness you're feeling. And I pray that through that experience, God would restore you, and you would find yourself healing from that fatigue and tiredness. I'm glad you're with me on this Praying with the Eyes podcast, and I pray that this has been helpful for you and at least giving you something to think about when it comes to feeling tired and fatigued. The Praying with the Eyes 
podcast is a ministry of Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You can go to our website at holycrosscs.org to find out what's going on here. The Praying with the Eyes ministry has its own website at prayingwiththeeyes.com, and you can find daily devotional blogs there, to which you can also subscribe if you would uh, like to have one come uh, to your email each day. Uh, Alan Briggs won't be with me, like I said, until probably in November, but I do have a special guest coming on for us on the next podcast. Dan Hampton is going to join me, our Director of Growth Ministries. As in, uh, on the, uh, at the end of, of October... We celebrate the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. We're going to talk about the implications of the Reformation for us today and and, uh, talk to Dan. We'll discuss it, and hopefully uh, you'll join us for that podcast. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to being with you on our next podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this edition of the Praying with the Eyes podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Praying with the Eyes podcast on iTunes as well as post a review. We look forward to being with you in our next episode.